Hey everyone, welcome back to the Burned Out Podcast. I just want to start by saying thank you to everyone that listens to me talk every week. I know that it is not a lot in comparison, but to date, I have had over 600 listens in four different countries and 18 different states just inside of the US. So that is really freaking cool. So again, thank you very much. Today, I want to talk about delegation because I am terrible at it. I hate delegating and I always hesitate to do it. And I can admit that I don't like someone else doing the work that I am responsible for. And I know a lot of other people that feel the same way, very good at their jobs, but very, very bad at delegating. But it really hinders you. It stunts your growth in your career. And it really stops you from moving forward just by not delegating. I mean, you can do it all yourself. You just need every single hour in the day. And that's fine because you don't need sleep or rest or family life or fun or anything like that. Right? Yeah, no. (laughs) Um, no, not anymore. So I've realized that although I love what I do very much, it is not my entire life. There is literally a never ending amount of work. If you let it get to that point, it's so easy to think of delegation and to just hand somebody, some random person or maybe someone on your team without really giving it much thought and saying, here you go. Here is what I need you to do. Here's steps one through five. Give it to me in an hour. It's really easy to do that, but it most of the time doesn't work that way. It's so much more than just giving another person directions and hoping that they get it right. Because then what happens if they don't get it right You've now just wasted however long it took for them to do something that's not right. And now you have to do it yourself anyway. And I know that's why a lot of people don't delegate in the first place because they don't have time. You can't see me right now, but I'm doing air quotes. They don't have time to train someone to do that specific thing. Okay, now before I break that down for you, I just want to say a few things about being in a project management slash leadership role because it is so convoluted and backwards the way that we think. So let's say you're a project manager and your team consists of yourself, your superintendent, and your APM. Traditionally, the superintendent and the APM support the project manager. But why? The project manager is there to manage different aspects of the project. The APM is traditionally the assistant to the project manager, and the superintendent is the one that runs everything on the ground. Realistically, what should be happening is the APM does the majority of office 
back office computer work, the meat and guts of that stuff is what the APM does. They practically run the project for the project manager. The superintendent traditionally handles the work on site, but it is evolving so much more than that. They are doing quality checks and safety checks and I already said quality checks, but they they are doing all of that on site with the trades. They may only be handling one project, but they are eyeballs deep in that project or you know, they should be because they only have that one project. And this goes for most superintendents. I know that a lot of uh, some superintendents run more than one project and that's just going into a whole other discussion that we can have. But let me get back to it because I'm kind of off tracking now. The project manager should be supporting the superintendent. They should be supporting the APM. They should be a leader and a leader brings people along with them and make sure that they have everything that they need. You should be in contact with the superintendent and the APM consistently and constantly asking them what you can do for them to help make their job better and easier. Because if they can't do their job, then your project isn't going to run that good. So it it's very different than what we were trained to do. But the project manager should really be there to support everyone else that is supporting their project. They should also be leveraging the strengths and weaknesses of their team, applying lessons learned from that. They should be figuring out what did and didn't go well. And if someone didn't do a task too well, maybe they need more training from you. Or maybe they just aren't the person that you need to do that specific task. And that's okay. Because a weakness is not as bad if you know about it up front. Because you can leverage for that weakness with someone else's strength. But you need to know that information. And that's what makes a good project manager. Now, that I've said all that I needed to say on that... (laughs) Let me get back to my air quotes of, I don't have time to train someone. Let's say you have an eight hour task that you need to do at least once a week for the next year. Now you can either do that task yourself every week for the next year. It'll only take eight hours out of your week. No big deal. Or you can spend... 40 hours, which is one full week, training someone else to do it. Which do you do? Now, most people will immediately go in and say, I can't afford to lose an entire week training someone else to do something that is only going to take me eight hours out of my week. No, screw it. I'll do it myself. But let's, let's do some numbers here, right? There are 52 weeks in a year. And at eight hours a week, you're going to be spending a total, give or take because of holidays, of 416 hours a year working on that task. 416 hours a year because you didn't want to spend 40 hours up front 
to teach someone else how to do it. Now, if you had taken those 40 hours up front to bring someone in and train someone how to do that task, you could have saved yourself eight hours a week, which is 416 hours a year. Now I will ask you again, would you rather continue doing that eight-hour task a week yourself, or would you rather take that time and treat it as an investment to help someone else build their skills to do something to help you be able to build your skills somewhere else? Now you can use that extra 416 hours and do something better with it, more I don't want to say more worth your time, but more worth your time. Maybe instead of saying you don't have time to train someone, you don't have time to delegate, maybe you can't afford not to delegate. Maybe you don't not have the time to sit down and train someone. I hope that helps you. That is it for today. Let me know if there is anything you would want to hear about. Send me a message on Facebook, on Instagram, or email me at theburnedoutpodcast at gmail.com. Honestly, I hope everyone is staying sane out there. I know that even though places are starting to open back up, things are still so unsure and emotions are still all over the place. There's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot that people don't talk about. There's a lot of talk about the physical safety and well-being of people right now, but what I don't hear a lot about is mental health, and it's something that people still don't talk about. It's a tough time. A lot of people have lost their purpose completely in life and can't do what they were made to do right now because of this, and they still don't know how to handle it. So I just, if you're listening to this and that's you, just want to let you know that you are not alone. There are other people going through this and it will be over. It will end. Everything comes to an end. That's what we say in project management. All projects come to an end. We will get over it. We will get through it and we'll do it together. Thank you everyone for listening. I will see you on the next one.